0: Someone that we praise, but was actually a horrible person. Chris Gardner, the man who Will Smith played in The Pursuit of Happiness, is considered to be an amazing success story, an inspiration, and a great father. He actually cheated on his wife with a dental student and got her pregnant. He then started dating said dental student and reportedly beat her. He was even taken in by police because of a domestic abuse charge. Dr. Seuss was having an affair with a woman while his wife had cancer. His wife killed herself because of it. Charles Dickens dumped his wife of 10 kids and 22 years for an 18-year-old mistress. When she called him out on it, he publicly called her a fat jackass. I'll just repost my answer to a question similar to this that was posted a while back. James Cameron. His movies are great, but he's such a butt. There's a reason why the crews to your movies are constantly revolting against you. He's been married five times. His marriage to Linda Hamilton ended after just eight months because he was caught cheating with Susie Amis, who played Rose's granddaughter in the Titanic. He called agnosticism cowardly atheism. Orson Scott Card described him as selfish and cruel while working on the novelization to the Abyss. After working with Cameron on Titanic, Kate Winslet decided she would not work with him again unless she's earned a lot of money. She said that Cameron is a nightmare to work with. Studios have come to fear his habit of straying way over schedule and over budget. He is notorious on set for his uncompromising and dictatorial manner, as well as his flaming temper. Sam Worthington said Cameron would use a nail gun to nail the crew's cell phones to a wall in retaliation for unwanted ringing during production of Avatar. The first editor of The Terminator got fed up with Cameron and refused to edit the movie to Cameron's specifications. He did it so he could get fired. The crew that worked on Aliens walked off set, the entire crew. They eventually came back after a lengthy negotiation and an apology from Cameron for his conduct. Composer James Horner refused to work with him for ten years after doing the score to Aliens. Ed Harris and Mary Elizabeth Strantonio still refused to talk about their experience working with him on The Abyss. Some few things that are known is that Cameron ordered the actors to go to the bathroom in their diving suits to save time between takes, and every actor in the movie had major breakdowns at some point during the production of the movie. One of the few things that Harris has said is that he was driving home one day while shooting and spontaneously started crying, and he had to pull to the side of the road until he stopped. Manstrantonio has just said it was a horrible experience. The cast had to relieve their anger by completely destroying their dressing rooms, tossing couches, and ripping the walls apart. Cameron has admitted that the only reason why he made the Titanic was to get the studio to finance his dive to the actual ship. He went to the studio, opened a book of Titanic paintings, and said, This ship, Romeo and Juliet. They greenlit the movie on the spot. His reputation is legendary in the business. During the 70th Golden Globe Awards, Amy Poehler joked about the controversy around the depiction of the torture in Zero Dark Thirty, a film co-produced and directed by Cameron's second wife, Catherine Bigelow. Poller said, when it comes to torture, I trust the lady who spent three years married to James Cameron. Wow, I knew that Cameron and the film crew of Aliens didn't get along, but I didn't realize he was the directing equivalent of Edward Norton. Steve Harvey, he was married three times and cheated, all three times. As a result, he was divorced three times. Still writes books on relationships, not to mention his views slash lack of understanding of evolution. Abe Lincoln got the nickname Honest Abe because of impartial judgment during cockfights. Okay, so I desperately wanted this to be true, but I've done some research and this anecdote appears to be one of a number of many small events that might possibly have contributed to the name Honest Abe. Not a single person, but the Kennedy family, especially Ted Kennedy who had an affair with his secretary, got into a car accident with her while DUI and then left her to die. He also got expelled from Harvard for academic dishonesty several years before that. I believe that when Ted had the accident that killed the girl, he called his political advisor before calling an ambulance. His old man was a Nazism apologist as well, chose to seek appeasement with the Führer, even though he knew that Jews were being massacred and most of Europe was being flattened. Also refused to allow the US Congress to give aid to the UK to fight Germany, and was later involved in helping fund the IRA. I believe when Ted had the accident that killed the girl, he called his political advisor before calling an ambulance. By current standards, pretty much everyone who lived on the planet before about 1800. Michael Jordan was a bit of an a-hole. Can't knock his game, but you can find a lot of bad stuff about him with a simple Google search if you're interested. A bit? That's an understatement. I've never read a single account of a story that betrays Michael Jordan as a decent person or even just a person who isn't a jerk. Jordan is notorious for being a huge D-bag. Andrew Jackson, from the spoils system to the trail of tears, thanks again, Mr. Jackson. Let us honor your achievements by placing you on our $20 bill. Well, the guy hated paper money, so putting him on the $20 bill is a big f-u to him. I have one of his violins. It's weird considering I'm one quarter Cherokee. My biggest problem with Thomas Edison was the blatant lies he would spread in order to retain a financial monopoly on power generation. He would travel and run demonstrations of why alternating current is dangerous by electrocuting an animal with something like 5,000 volts claiming that it was one quarter of the voltage intended to be used to transmit power in order to scare people into accepting direct current as the only safe form of electrical transmission. Equivalent DC voltage would have been much more destructive, but he always withheld that information. Horrible is a strong word, but any of the Scientology celebrities, I'd have to say. I'm always surprised by who is a part of it. Woody Allen. To this day, my husband refuses to believe that he is scummy. Ah, oh, come on! What kind of scummy man would marry his daughter? Flipping Oprah. Oprah is the only reason people ever even started to pay attention to this entire Jenny McCarthy autism vaccines bull poop. She is the only reason people trust Dr. Phil to give advice. Spoiler alert, he should not be counselling people. And she's the reason my grandma says stuff like, But Dr. Oz said that if I eat a lot of green coffee and rub acai beans on my face, I'll look 40. Still love you though, grandma. Oprah has caused a lot of bull poop. F. Oprah. I hate the hip, quirky reputation Bill Murray has managed to get over the past few years. I used to work at a place where he was occasionally a customer. He's kind of a dismissive jerk. He can be exceptionally rude to the people around him. I understand that celebrities want to be left alone in public like everyone else, but he was often unpleasant with the staff, and nobody there acted like a gawky fan with famous people. We had other famous customers, some much more notable and important than him, and we knew not to make celebrities uncomfortable. Stephen Colbert, David Cross, Joe Biden, all lovely and gracious. Bill Murray is just a complete member for the sake of being one. Jimmy Seville. Over here in the UK, he had his own TV show and was a celebrity, until after he died it was revealed that he was fixing more than the children's wishes. I guess it's past tense being praised, but yeah. Richard Dawkins is simply immature, his charity was stolen from, and he is simply rude. The only reason he is relevant in the mainstream is because he wrote an edgy book. If it wasn't for that, he would have been just another scientist in another lab, written about only in specific journals. Uh, Dawkins is brilliant within his field, the man knows a lot about evolution. But he's a condescending, judgmental a-hole when it comes to other folks' faith. I'm an atheist myself, but I can't stand the way Dawkins talks about religious people, and there have been a fair number of allegations of sexism against him as well. The atheist community could do so much better than Dawkins. I can't stand Dawkins. He's so gosh darn smug. If you're gonna be a smug anti-theist, at least be a hilarious alcoholic bohemian like Christopher Hitchens. I'm inclined to agree with the people commenting on this. Uh, Dawkins may be smart, but they really need to run his commentary through a spin doctor first. I wouldn't say horrible, but Nelson Mandela is given a free ride on a lot of things. I'm going from memory here and on mobile, so I'm sure someone will correct any errors. For starters, he promised South Africa the Freedom Charter, essentially a 1945 UK-style welfare state, whilst simultaneously selling much of the country's industry off to foreign companies. He had written a lot in Robben Island about how the only way South Africa could go forward was by nationalizing industry. He essentially promised a welfare state he knew he couldn't provide, and doomed the poorest of the nation. John Pilgar's Freedom Next Time is a fantastic book about this. He argues that in part, thanks to Mandela's actions, South Africa became an economic apartheid, which was just as bad for the people in townships than actual apartheid. He also supported Mbeki's assertions that HIV didn't cause AIDS and that anti-retroviral drugs were a Western conspiracy. The thing is, weighed against the good he did in South Africa and how much he helped that country heal, perhaps it isn't that significant. It just annoys me that people are completely unwilling to recognize any of these pretty big flaws. I would treat him as a George Washington. He's not a man who lived. He's the father of the nation and gets a lot of passes for that. You need something to center the culture on. He's a myth, not a man. Jimmy Page and Led Zeppelin kidnapped a 14-year-old girl. Wow, I never knew this. In 1972, Page was hanging around a nightclub and laid eyes on 14-year-old Laurie Maddox. He liked what he saw and didn't give a flip that she was underage by, well, a lot. Why should he, after all? The club clearly didn't. As the young, handsome lead guitarist and the biggest rock band in the world, Page was probably very shy and awkward around girls. So, instead, he sent roadie Richard Cole to Maddox's table with the message, Jimmy told me that he's going to have you whether you like it or not. The roadie then grabbed her and chucked her in the back of the limo, saying, You effing move and I'll effing have your head. From there, they drove back to Paige's house, where he and Maddox proceeded to have lots and lots of dirty, unspeakable acts. Of course, Paige knew this was incredibly wrong, and if word got out, he was screwed. So he did the only responsible thing he could think of. For three long years, Maddox was for the most part kept behind closed doors, so the relationship with Paige wasn't discovered and he wouldn't end up in jail. King Arthur. Dude ain't even real. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and, six one since that matters, and, what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well... Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit MFM.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S. I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6,000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. John Wayne. I believe in white supremacy, at least to a point where African Americans are responsibly educated. He was also an aggressive drunk and a draft dodger despite playing heroic roles. Pablo Picasso, genius artist though he undeniably was, treated the people in his life like trash. Affairs on top of affairs. He drove his first wife into a mental breakdown and literally turned their only son into Picasso's chauffeur. He had a child with his first mistress who he played mind games with on a daily basis for the rest of her life. After he died, she killed herself. His second mistress, he drove into a mental breakdown. His third, he physically abused. He did have two children with her, who he refused to legally acknowledge for years, and his second and final wife, treated like a doormat, who also ended up killing herself after he died. Oh, and after he died, his second wife barred all of his previous family from his funeral, including his grandson, who was so distraught by this, he killed himself too. Amazing, amazing artist, but totally effing sadistic in how he treated the people around him. Oliver Cromwell is massively praised and admired in Britain, often making it into lists of the top 10 greatest Britons in British history. Meanwhile, he is universally vilified in Ireland and regularly makes it into lists of the top 10 greatest villains in Irish history. I find it quite amazing that the British ignore his genocidal campaigns in Ireland and prefer to erect massive statues of him outside their parliament instead. I mean, I know I'm supposed to praise dear leader, but Kim Jong-un is kind of a d-hole. Arnold Schwarzenegger, illegitimate child with the maid working in his house, reduced the sentence of a convicted murderer for a political friend, signed into law the biggest tax increase in California ever whilst campaigning for lower taxes, and an overall disgusting political weasel. And yet, still one of the more respectable figures in the modern GOP – Jebediah Springfield, a.k.a. Hans Springfield Ronald Reagan was probably involved in the Iran-Contra affair and dealing with Iran before the election against Carter. Republican ties let Iran know they'd get a better deal if they waited until after the election was decided to release the hostages, after which Reagan's staff sold them weapons for gold, which was then funneled into South American right-wing terrorist organizations that killed thousands of people in cold blood. That and his economic policies have led to a lot of the crap we are dealing with today. Mother Teresa. She said that people needed to suffer to be closer to God and would deny medical care to people under her care so they would suffer and die. One case that changed my opinion was a teenage boy who had a kidney problem easily fixed by surgery, but the nuns of the order refused to allow him to be taken and instead just gave him aspirin and waited for him to die. She also diverted a lot of the money donated meant for helping poor people towards extreme pro-life positions, including stopping legal contraception. John Lennon. Not only was his talent blown out of proportion, Imagine is probably the most overrated song of all time, and Unintelligent, he was clueless about social issues, he was a pretty horrible person in general. He would beat his family and verbally abuse his son, Julian, who stated publicly that Paul was more of a father to him. On one occasion, Julian was laughing, and John yelled, I hate the way you effing laugh, and sent him away. There is a long list of horrible things he has done. Winston Churchill wanted to start World War III against Russia the moment Germany was divided up. Oh, and William Wallace. After the Battle of Stirling Bridge, he skinned one of the English lords and made a belt out of his skin. Even for the time, it was needlessly barbaric. Steve Jobs. Misogynist, all but abandoned his daughter for years, a-hole to most people he met. Most Appolites will tell you that he sucked as a boss and that Tim Cook is far better. He deserved to get fired by his own company, as he did early on. Marlon Brando showed up to Apocalypse Now 50 pounds overweight and didn't know a single word of his lines, which is the reason he appears in Shadows the whole movie. He's also notorious for being extremely difficult to work with on sets, often never memorizing his lines and having cue cards. The fact that he didn't prepare for roles and was reading cue cards makes his acting even more impressive. Snoop Dogg or Lion or whatever the flip his name is now. People seem to forget that he actually murdered someone but got away with it, but everyone praises him as a chill dude who smokes herb and advocates for legalization. Isaac Newton. Seems like he went out of his way to demolish Leibniz for having independently developed calculus. Christopher Columbus was a horrible human being who pioneered the SEX human traffic trade in the Americas using nine to 10 year old girls. He was also wildly racist toward the Lucayan natives of the West Indies and once said, I could conquer the whole lot of them with 50 men and govern them as I pleased. Yet he is honored in the same way Martin Luther King and Abraham Lincoln are with a holiday thanks to the Knights of Columbus, a 20th century all-male Catholic group who lobbied Roosevelt for a Catholic role model for boys to look up to. J.D. Rockefeller was a huge piece of poo who tried to cover it by donating a huge chunk of his fortune to universities and medical research. Really, though, he was an a-hole. He rigged up explosives in mines and blew them up to send his miners running. The ones that made it up to the surface were then shot as they ran out of the mines. Of course, Rockefeller denied that he had anything to do with it. Jerry Lewis, the telethon guy, he reaped all this goodwill while taking advantage of children with disabilities using them for his tearjerker broadcasts. He has made awful public comments like that people with MD are living as half a person and has called people cripples and reacted poorly to people criticizing the way he strips disabled people of their dignity. The telethon has refused to make their financial records available and account for where all their donations go. Jeremy Clarkson Venerated by many Redditors, yet he possesses many of the qualities that would make most people here label anyone who had those qualities an industrial-strength D-bag and a-hole. Uses racist language, makes offensive comments, cheats on his wife, punches a co-worker because he doesn't like the food he's given, given his co-worker a mouthful of abuse for no good reason, then laughs about it because he thinks he has a guaranteed fan base that will turn a blind eye to his scumbaggery. Also, he knows whatever he does, he is financially bulletproof. If the BBC kick him out, another network will pay a fortune to have him on their books. That last bit aged really well. It seems that a few people here have only ever learned about Guy Fawkes from V for Vendetta. So here's a reason to toss out your Hot Topic mask. In addition to the whole sweatshop labor thing, dude was a religious zealot. The entire goal was to get rid of those danged Protestants. He didn't want to blow up parliament while being the first person to scream anarchy in the UK. He had a very clear idea of the government that he wanted to replace the current one with. The group of conspirators were kinda basically the Catholic version of religion-based terrorist cell. Additional fun facts that don't contribute to him being a jerk. He was just the guy who got caught since he was the one in charge of setting the fuse. He changed his name to Guido when he was in Spain trying to muster up help to dismantle the Protestant powers in England. Che Guevara, who helped Fidel Castro overthrow the Cuban government and has since become the poster boy for revolution. Anyone who spoke against the revolution was taken by his guerrilla, murdered and buried. They would then return the burial address to their widows. Frank Lloyd Wright. There are many stories of him not paying people and how much of an ass he was because of his ego. He told his boss, Sullivan, to give him a five-year contract and enough money for a house which he built on the outskirts of Chicago and then started designing homes behind Sullivan's back for wealthy clients. He left his first wife and six kids for a client's wife and they went to Europe for a year. He came back, got money from his mom and settled in Wisconsin. It was there that a servant set the house slash studio on fire and murdered Wright's second wife, her two children and four others. Wright married again but she was addicted to morphine and was divorced after a year or so. Despite charging high-end clients a lot of money, he was always short on money because he brought a lot of art, which was destroyed in the fires at his home slash studio. There are also stories of him being rude to clients and telling them to stick it. Amazing architect, though. Probably anyone before 1960 we praise was damn near absolutely a racist. Plenty after, too, for that matter. It's a hard question because of moral relativity. Is it okay to judge past people by modern standards? Furthermore, as Lord Atten said, paraphrased, great men are almost always bad men. Great men like Julius Caesar, Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan were undoubtedly genocidal by today's standard. Also, the question of what constitutes bad. Gandhi was a racist. Mother Teresa espoused Catholic doctrine and taught the poor complacency while bringing in money for the church that could have better been spent to improve the lives of those she purported to help. Martin Luther King Jr. cheated on his wife. Short answer, all of them. Great and good people are still only human. They all had flaws.